Now I want to read to you from uh, three short readings. The first is found in John's Gospel and chapter 14. John chapter 14. And in verse 5, Thomas, he says, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now then, in Hebrews chapter 2, there's a verse I want to read to you. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9 it says this, But we see Jesus, who is made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. And then lastly in Revelation chapter 3, at the end of the Bible, Revelation 3, and verse 20, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Now we know the Lord will bless his word. <clears throat> To all who are here, there are three phrases that we have read here in these readings that I want to leave with you for these moments. And if you can listen for 20 minutes or so, I will convey to you what's on my mind. We read in John chapter 14 about no man. In Hebrews 2, we read about every man. And in Revelation chapter 3, we read about any man. And it really is the thought of no one and of everyone and of anyone. And so we read in John's Gospel chapter 14 that no one cometh unto the Father but by me. We read about a Savior who at Calvary, he tasted death for everyone. And because he tasted death for everyone, everyone can be saved by placing their faith in Christ. And then before I close, I want to remind you about an invitation. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And I want to say before I move on just now to every soul under the sound of my voice this afternoon that there is an invitation from the God of heaven to you. And it's for you personally. And it's if anyone 
Hear my voice and open the door. He will come in. He will save you. And you can know your sins forgiven. But whenever we come to John's Gospel, chapter 14, there we have the words, No one, no one cometh unto the Father but by me. In this chapter in John 14, the Lord Jesus is the speaker. And he's been speaking about heaven. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He's speaking about a world to come that every one of us will be in. Eternity that lies before every soul. Whenever you were born, my friend, it was be the beginning of not only a life on earth, but an existence for eternity. And when your day here is done, you and I will take our journey to our long home in eternity. And the Lord Jesus here in this chapter, he's speaking about one of those destinies in eternity, heaven itself. And he speaks of it as the Father's house, a place of many mansions. And I judge that all who are within my voice, the reach of it, that when you think of the world to come, and when your days on this earth are finished, that you would like to think that you will be in heaven at the end of life. You know, it's a wonderful thing to me that the Lord Jesus not only spoke about heaven, but he spoke about people being in heaven. And their souls already there. There's many in this car park or on the way to heaven. I wonder, are you on the way to heaven? But the Lord Jesus, as he spoke about heaven, there was a man there on that occasion called Thomas. And knowing the importance of the world to come and of heaven itself, he, he said to the Lord Jesus, he said, how can we know the way? He wanted to be sure about the way that he would arrive in heaven. And the Lord, he said to him these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no one, cometh unto the Father but by me. And I want to remind you, dear friend, that there is an exclusive way to heaven. There is a place in heaven for you, but there's only one way to it. It's an exclusive way. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And as the Lord Jesus spoke, he spoke with the greatest certainty and the greatest clarity. And he said, I am the way, the Lord himself, and no one cometh unto the Father, but by me. He was telling those who were there, and Thomas himself, he was telling them that there's only one way to heaven. And I'm here, dear friend, to remind you of the same thing, that while there's a heaven in the world to come, 
and you can have a place in it. Don't think for a moment that there's a heaven and somehow there's no way to it or you can't be there. I want to tell you, dear friend, God sent his son into this world to die at the cross that you might be in heaven. You can be there. But if you're going to be there, there's only one way. And the Lord Jesus himself is the only way. I am the way, the way to heaven. The truth, he's the truth from heaven. And the life, he's the life for heaven. And I want to ask you, dear friend, as you're found here this afternoon, and we're glad you have come, I want to ask you, are you on that way to heaven? Have you trusted Christ as your Savior? Many, and they try and they say, well, there's some other way. I'll get my own way to heaven. You have your own way. But I have my own. You know, whenever it comes to these important matters, for it is of all matters the most important, where I will be in eternity. It's important, dear friend, to make sure that you're depending upon the Word of God. My idea and your idea are all of the same value. They're all of no use when it comes to getting to heaven. Here is the Lord Jesus himself. And he said, No one cometh unto the Father but by me. Have you trusted Christ? Do you know him as your Savior? Because without him, the Lord is clear that no one, doesn't matter who they are, doesn't matter who your connections are, it's of no importance who has told you of any other way. The Lord himself, he says, there is but one way and one way alone to heaven and he says I am that way and no one cometh unto the Father but by me doesn't matter how important they think they may be in this world no one cometh unto the Father but by me there is an exclusive way to heaven and that is Christ and faith in him alone. But then we read in Hebrews chapter 2, not now about no one, but we read about everyone. And we read in that chapter these words that he by the grace of God should taste death for everyone. And in this beautiful verse, it's bringing us to the work of the Lord Jesus at Calvary. It's not now an exclusive way to heaven. It is an inclusive work accomplished at Calvary because he tasted death for everyone. And it's reminding us in this verse of the stoop of the Lord Jesus from heaven. 
into this world. And in order that you may be on that way to heaven and that you may be in heaven, there's one who left heaven and came down into this world. Down from the glory, the Savior came. Down to the cross and the death of shame. And that one, he came from those heights of resplendent glory, adored and worshipped by angels. And yet down he came. And he came that he may go to Calvary. And there this precious verse, it tells us that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for everyone. And there is a Savior who at Calvary accomplished a work and who died a death and who offered a sacrifice for everyone. No one excluded. No favorites that are preferred above others. None that may seem little that were overlooked. My Savior at Calvary on that cross, he tasted death for everyone. And every soul in this wide world, all eight billion or so of them, can have a place in heaven because my Savior at Calvary, he tasted death for every one of them. And you know, dear friend, as you're here this afternoon, I don't know your background, all of you, but I want to say to you, and I would love to say it personally to every one of you, that Christ on that cross, he tasted death for everyone. And that includes you. He died upon that cross, and his death, was in the stead or in the place of others. Our sins that condemned us to death and those sins of yours that will take you down to hell and will close you out of heaven. My Savior on that cross, he stood in our stead and he bore the judgment against our sin. And he died upon that tree, and he tasted death for everyone. That's why, and it brings me on, that's why this beautiful verse can be sounded in your hearing this afternoon. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Because there is a Savior who at Calvary tasted death for everyone, the Lord himself, he invites everyone. And he says, if anyone 
Doesn't matter who they may be. Should they have heard the gospel for the first time? Should they have heard it a thousand times? Should they be able to read and write or not? Should they have an education or not? Should they be wealthy or not? He says, if anyone, if anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. You know, these two great texts that I have mentioned, Hebrews 2 and Revelation 3, he tasted death for everyone. And if anyone hear my voice and open the door, it reminds me of this, dear soul, that you can be saved. And you can be saved now, this afternoon, because the Savior has died. And the provision has been made for everyone. Don't let any doubt creep into your mind that somehow the work of Christ was for everyone else, but not for me. Don't think for a moment that somehow that God has salvation for others, but he doesn't have it for me. Listen, dear friend, the Bible is filled with texts that tell me that Christ on Calvary, he died for everyone. This precious verse in Hebrews 2. What about the verse, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for our sins. What about one in 1 Timothy, that he gave himself a ransom for all. You can be saved. Christ has done the work at Calvary to save you. The only question now is if there is anyone, if any man hear my voice and open the door. You know, this verse tells me that the Savior is standing. Behold, I stand at the door. He's standing at the door of your heart, of your life. He's standing and he's knocking. You know, this verse, it tells me things that the Savior does. I stand and he knocks and he speaks for mention is made of his voice. He's, what is he doing? He's knocking and he's calling. And he's longing to come in. He's asking to come in. And you have heard the voice of God, I have no doubt. You know what it is to know within your soul that I am not saved. To have that dread of perishing in your sins to know that there's a world to come and you're not ready for it and all that rises within your heart and tells you that I need a savior is God knocking and he knocks and he speaks he speaks through his word 
He speaks through death. He speaks through accidents. And he's spoken to you so many times. And that's what the Savior does. And he's doing it just now through his word as you're gathered here. And what we have as well in this verse is not only what the Savior does, but there is what he's asking you to do. If anyone hear my voice, there's someone here this afternoon and you have heard the voice of God. You know there's something you need for the world to come. You know there are people who are Christians, who are saved, and they have something that you don't have. And you're not ready for the world to come. You're not ready for heaven. You're not on the way to heaven, the only way. You don't know Christ as your Savior. Well, he says to you this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, if anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him. You know, if you came to our home this afternoon and you knocked the door and I opened the door and you come in or I went to the door of your house and knocked the door and you opened the door and I came in, what have you done? You've received me. You've welcomed me into your home. You know, that's, that's what the Savior is asking of you just now, is to receive him. To receive him by faith. To open the door. Don't keep him on the outside any longer. You've lived far too long without the Savior. It's time you made a change and received him by faith. Put your trust in him. Depend upon him. And he has promised you in this verse, if any man open the door, hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him. And will sup with him, and he with me. There it is, dear friend. An exclusive way to heaven. No man, no one, there are no exclusions. No one cometh unto the Father but by me. An inclusive work that he by the grace of God should taste death for everyone. The Savior on that cross, he died for every man upon the tree. Without exception, he tasted death for everyone. 
And because of it, he says to you, if anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. An expansive welcome that goes out to anyone. I wonder is there someone here today will acknowledge your need of Christ. Acknowledge that on the cross he has done the work to save your soul and put your trust in him and receive him by faith and be saved. May God bless you, everyone. Before we leave, we're going to bow and commend ourselves to God in prayer. <clears throat> Our Father, we come to thee in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. We thank thee again for thy word. We thank thee for its clarity. We pray thy blessing just now upon it and long that it may speak to some heart. And we pray that a soul, even this afternoon, may put their trust in Christ. We commend each one to thee, every family, every soul we commend into thy care. And preserve, we pray, each one to their homes just now as we take our leave. And pray thy blessing upon thy word that has been spoken and read. We commend it to thee. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen.